back to another podcast episode. We're on the line with Eric Du. And Eric is a fantastic coach and I've gotten to know him really well through one of my mentors. And we're going to learn a lot about Eric's journey today, where he started in his swimming and what he sees for the future of swimming. So it's going to be fantastic to have his knowledge and for me personally to find out a lot more about Eric. So welcome, Eric. Hey, Katrina. Thanks for having me on board. It's great to have a chat and also for your community um, to hear about, you know, about some of the stuff that I've done, but also to impart my knowledge to people in the industry as well. So looking forward to having a chat with you. Perfect. That's great. I can't wait. There's people going to learn so much from you and what you have to offer and to be able to put it out there. It's, it's great. So thank you for taking the time to hop on. So how did you start your journey in swimming? So pretty much I started at the end of primary school. My parents enrolled me in swimming lessons because it was one of the best things to do with asthma because I had asthma when I was younger as well. So swimming was one of those back, best activities to do. So um, yeah, we jump on board with that and um, that's where I started swimming. That's cool. Yeah, I know how my family suffered with asthma too. So, And there's a lot of kids in swim schools that are doing it because of asthma. So it's great that you've got that one-on-one relation with them and sort of you understand that side of it. No, I totally agree with it as well. So, you know, it's it's great that um, that's what swimming was able to give me, you know, because my asthma has definitely diminished um, as well. However, it's as you know, there's lots of benefits to swimming and the health benefits being one of them apart from the fitness as well. So swimming has definitely given me a lot. Perfect. So with your journey from actually starting in swimming lessons, then how did you develop that into a career? So probably really enjoyed watching my coaches and uh, my instructors do what they did, which obviously was to teach me swimming. And it was once I started getting to squad level that my coaches started posing the questions of, you know, you'd be a really good teacher as well. Maybe you should consider that as well as a career kind of thing. And that's probably how it began. So I got a work experience gig in a local council in HR. So that's where I started working. And then I pivoted into swim teaching and gaining my experiences through that as well so I guess when I was swimming the advice that I got to be a teacher and everything like that spurred me on with my passion of swimming at that time to become a swim instructor through my mentors. Great I really like that I like how it's a quality so your quality of being a great teacher has been picked up by your swim teachers and your coaches and then they've sort of mentored you or said you know it'd be great for you to continue with that and then with your HR background as well it sort of developed you into the where you are today and how it's sort of connected together. Yeah definitely I guess coming from a swim instructor I've got a lot of the knowledge and the skill sets with that then I became a supervisor and I really worked my way through the different managerial roles as well with a lot of support I have to say you know I guess my mentors out there and people that have contributed a lot to my professional development as well has led me to be in the position that I am. And I'm very grateful for those people because I wouldn't be where I am without them as well. That's fantastic. And that's exactly what I'm trying to get out of this podcast is the fact that you know, mentors are such a big influence in our lives and that you don't get to where you are, especially in the aquatic industry, without having those people behind us and pushing us along the way. And the same with swim teachers and swim coaches. It's not just a job, it's actually 
you're mentoring these young kids to develop into something special, something that they want to be. So that's really good. That's really outlined the reason I'm doing this. So thank you. Definitely. And I guess like another point as well is that I'm fortunate now to have taught lots of swimmers in my time, (laughs) but a rewarding thing now is that you're seeing some of these swimmers that I've had become swim teachers. So now I've gone, you know, 360 in the sense that I've seen my swimmers become swim teachers now and hopefully they'll become leaders within their industry, which I know they will be and continue with their career and their love for the water as well. Because again, I think that's really important that swimming is a life skill and, you know, we're always still continuing with our swimming skills and, you know, there's so much that swimming can offer us in return to what we get from swimming as well. Wow, that's amazing you've been able to see that whole journey starting from you instructing them on to them becoming the instructor. And like you said, from the advice you've given them all the time, you've given them, they can then become industry leaders or develop that leading role and give back. And you're developing the young generation to be able to give something to the new ones coming through or the young ones coming through. That's it's so rewarding seeing that full circle. You must be proud of yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Pretty proud of the swimmers, more so than not. I guess it's really rewarding that we do get those those swimmers that take on that advice that you give them. And it's not more saying that, you know, you should become a swim teacher, but their love for the water and their passion and, and everything like that just all aligns for them to to, you know, go ahead with their swim teaching and going from there. Yeah. Because it is a, a great and rewarding job as well. Like you get so many benefits out of it. And that's it. And I mean, especially these days with trying to keep our older kids in the sport, um, the ones that are in it are probably more passionate about it. So to be able to target them and say, well, you know, this is your passion. You can give back through that passion. It's great to be able to sort of grab that opportunity and they're more likely to want to do it because they're in a sport because they want to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what we have to remember as well is that we as swim teachers or coaches as well is that we're a role model for these children. So it's really important that we model the behaviours that exhibit us as a terrific leader and somebody that these swimmers look up towards as just generally being a role model in their life so that they can live and be the best swimmer or best individual of themselves as well. So one of my things is to make sure that when I mentor and I talk to people about being the best that they can be within their own lanes. So it's it's really good to see swimmers picking up on skills and advice from their coaches as role models as well. And you can see, you know, nationally and worldwide that these relationships between swimmers and coaches is really developed because of role modeling and relationships that they have. Yeah, that's a really good answer. I like that. And I suppose as well, it's not just with the swimmers. I mean, I know I've spent time with you and you've really mentored me through a lot of stuff. You're on the management side. You understand that side. I don't as much. It might be swim teacher with swim teacher. Or it might be a manager with the swim teacher. So someone on a higher level helping someone below, or it could be just someone who's on the same level as you. And I think that's really good that it can relate to the same industry or the same job level, but also then on to the younger generation too. So it can help everyone out. Yeah, and I think everyone's got a role to play as well. So I'm of the belief that you are continuously learning 
that you always seek learning opportunities that you have these conversations and you learn from it and you learn from experiences and everyone's got a role to play. So, you know, from the swimmers that I've taught and that I continue to teach their families to employees and employers, I guess that's something really rewarding about this industry as well, that we all interact really well together. We love the sport of swimming, being that it's such a pivotal sport in Australia as being a life skill, you know, that we have. So I think it's really important that we continue to seek these learning opportunities from everyone because you never know where you're going to end up as well. And these opportunities are so important and they're so valuable. And that's how you continue to network and have positive relationships as well. That's really, really good. And I like your point that you never know where you're going to end up. I know when I started with my swim teaching, it was only just... You know, I'd had a child, I lost a lot of weight and I thought, well, let's go. I, I've been wanting to swim teach if I can actually do this and qualify. That's just an achievement for me. So it was more an achievement for me. And then from that, I've had parents say, oh, can you teach my kids? More and more parents, it developed into a swim school. So from where it started and where the whole idea came from, it's then changed. And then from that now with my training side and I'm being able to present courses, it's changing again. And I think that's, amazing how one industry you can start off on that basic run and then just work your way through the industry you can go wherever you want and develop a career that suits you and the areas that you're passionate in it doesn't just have to be at one specific area it can change as you develop and get wisdom i guess with that as well even in the swimming swimming teaching side of things as well you know you could you know, have expertise in babies and infants, or you could go on the competitive strokes pathway and then become a development coach and a you know performance coach along the path as well. So, swimming, there's so many opportunities that that can give you, and I think sometimes we do take it for granted that swimming is a competitive sport, and you know we want to win all the time and and get all these points on the board kind of thing. But um, I think we got to also remember that the interactions and the positive experiences that we have and the relationships that we build um, allow us as an industry to further impart everything that goes forward as well. Yeah, that's right. It's not just the competitive side and winning those gold medals at the Olympics. There's a lot more behind the story to get people there. And even, you know, if kids don't want to go to the Olympics just to be able to be water safe and sort of the background of it is everyone plays a role in it. What's the biggest lesson you've learned in your swimming journey so far? There's probably quite a lot. And, you know, every lesson <laughs> and the experience <laughs> that you have should be a learning experience as well. But I, I think while I was swimming, um, it taught me a lot of skills of discipline, commitment, and also the, the drive for success as well. So not necessarily success as in winning, all the time but also for me it was about getting those personal best as well so you know i spoke earlier about being the best individual that you can be and that's what swimming was able to give me so being the best me i guess wow that's really really good and it's a good way to look at it that it turns you into the best person you can be it doesn't have to be the best athlete but yeah your best person that you can be so what has been the highlight of your swimming journey so far 
when I speak about swimming and my high runs, um, I can't get past teaching two blind guys how to swim from scratch. You know, so that, that's probably a highlight of mine because I freaked out when I was told, you're going to teach two blind guys how to swim. They haven't swam before. And I doubted myself and was like, do I know what to do? How do I go about this? And my manager at that time was really supportive and, you know, was like, give it a go and, and see how you go. And if it's too hard and everything, then we'll revisit and pivot that point. But after that lesson, I enjoyed it and it was so rewarding to just see little benefits of, you know, them just walking to the water at that point to feel the water and their, their love for the water as well. So that's probably been a really big highlight of mine, these guys um, being able to swim um, from being scared of the water as well. Wow, that's that would be amazing. I think for me, out of that, just being able to teach someone like the finer points, you, you sort of come to like just expect that what the water's going to be like and you know what it is, you walk in there, you see it every day. But for someone like that that's blind, that relies on so many other senses, to be able to break it down and sort of start from afresh for them and having to think outside the box I think that's just would have been an amazing experience and it would just have made you develop so much more yeah definitely so my whole perspective of swimming teaching changed at that point because at one point I said um, we were doing back floats you know so getting them to to lie on their back and float on their back as well but what I said to the gentleman um, let's make sure that we get our tummy up to the surface of the water and they said to me, what do you mean? Where is my tummy? So they had no self-awareness of where their body positioning was. And I had to really reteach and rephrase some of the, you know, fundamentals that I was using into something a little bit different as well. So my perspective on swimming changed for the better. And I'm so grateful for that experience that I was able to have. Wow, I would never have thought of that. Oh, I thought you're actually going somewhere different with that story with the whole, you know, if they didn't float, having the sensation of the water going over their face as they sunk down. I would never have thought about not knowing where their tummy was or uh, that whole body sensation. Yeah, and it was just in relation to, you know, they've always been on land. However, as you are aware, you know, your buoyancy and your flotation as well in the water you know, you create so many sensations and that's why the water is so good for so many people and it's so rewarding to see that they continue to do swimming and they were able to achieve their goals and confidently swim as well. So, you know, everything of what they were able to achieve was so awesome for me to, to be a part of as well. Yeah, that's amazing. And these days, like you said, there's so many options for them now to achieve. I mean, if they did want to continue with it, they've got the para side the para swimming um if they wanted to develop it so it's amazing that you could start them on a journey that would give them another perspective on life and give them something that they can do that's sort of i suppose more mainstream as well adapting it in their way and then they can take that opportunity and run with it how they want so was there anyone who played a big role in your journey whether they're still there or whether there's someone that's sort of been and gone I probably wouldn't say there's one particular person because I think a lot of people have made me the way that I am and contribute to the to where I am and how I present as well. So I probably couldn't 
pinpoint one person. However, there's lots of people in the industry and through my life as well that have made a contribution for um, what I'm doing today as well. Well, I like that. And that's what I like to sort of put out there when I'm talking to people is the fact that mentors or someone that's made a big contribution to your life, it doesn't have to be one person and it can be something small that they've done that's made a difference, but there can be a lot of people out there. And as you develop and get older and develop in your career, other people are going to play roles in it as well. So it's not just one person. Yeah, and I, I wholeheartedly respond to that as well because, you know, my first child that, you know, blows bubbles for the first time in the water, you know, they're playing a massive role in my journey. And, you know, as much as what well, I'm helping them, they're helping me as well. So obviously they're a part of that, that story for me. Yeah, good point. I like that. I hadn't actually thought, yeah, what well, the kids give back to you, especially at that young age, you feel like you're giving them more, but they actually give back to you a lot more as well. And that's why we love what we do as well. So, you know, that passion and that joy. And I do take baby classes as well. And, you know, some things that come out of toddlers and babies as well. The sounds that come out and you just go, what is happening? You know, it could be so chaotic, but they're loving life. And, you know, that, that's such a good thing to experience as well. Yeah, I love that. There are some crazy noises that come out of kids these days, but... It means they're enjoying it and they're engaged in the lesson, which, yeah, makes it so much more beneficial. So thinking of someone that has impacted in your life, or it can be, like you said, a few people, in what way did they impact you? What influence did they have? Support will probably be the the, the best one to say, and and that could be, you know, if you're having a bad day, that they, they pick you up with a little bit of a smile. Or if you're doing really well, celebrating those good moments that you have as well. So I think support out of my networks and the roles that people play, support is probably one of the big things. And that, again, I'd use that example of you know the child that blowing the bubble example as well. They're, they're supporting me in my journey to develop them as competent in the water. So, you know, I'm giving them that impact however support is an impact that a lot of my mentors in industry people have given me as well so I, I think support is is one of those life life things that we can lean on at times yeah and that's really good and it's the support I think as well that like in all parts of your life you could be getting support in regards to your teaching but that's then going to relate to other parts of your life as well and another point of this podcast was to give people support give them an easy way to get information and to have to know that you're not going through things by yourself other people are going through the same could be the same things or something very very similar and how it's impacted them and how you can then use that information developed from it so that's a really really good point and the aquatics industry at the moment is really good because you know there's so many interaction points that you can have in the industry as well like i could go to anyone and more than not they're willing to help you know they're willing to support you in whatever they have as well so we're really fortunate in the industry that we are in to be able to have that and that's right. And I think we were talking before about, like, even just inner industry. So I know um, ASTA, we've been doing in Swim Australia, we've been doing a lot of webinar and sort of online training. And I don't know, Lifesaving Victoria has been doing them too. I think that's fantastic that there's that training 
is still out there when, now at the time we need it, but it's also being offered for free when we can't afford it or, you know, we're watching what we need to spend our money on. I think that stuff, yes, it's always been there, but it's a bit more readily available and it's, yeah, being put out there for people to grab whenever they need it and it's sort of short, quick bites of it. Yeah, so the opportunity for those development sessions that those industry organisations are providing, I think are pivotal in the sense of bringing the community together as well. So these sessions that we to participate in allow us to work with our peers, share our ideas, learn from each other. And as I said earlier, it's all about learning for us. You know, we can learn from everyone and any piece of information that we can helps us with our experience and how we can be better individuals as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's helping everyone develop and prime time to do that now while we're all shut down, we can come back as better people and better swim teachers with more knowledge from that. We can put into place what we've learned. So you have new swim teachers coming through your swim school you, you manage. What advice do you like to give them as they start their career? So probably the, one of the, the main ones is to enjoy what they do. Okay, so their love for the water and I guess their why or why they've chosen to become a swim teacher. That's probably a pivotal point in my recruitment and why I asked those questions as well because you need to know why you want to become a swim teacher or a coach as well. So enjoy what you're doing, have a purpose. That's really important as any career as well. So yeah, purpose and enjoying what you, you do. Yeah, that's really good because uh, there's a lot of studies out there. We all heard about it before coronavirus. It was, you know, there's so many people don't enjoy their jobs, don't enjoy the work that they do, and or whether it be a nine to five or whether it be a set job or you're going in and doing shifts and things like that. You know, why be at a job that you don't enjoy? You're not spreading the love or you're not. It becomes a task more than anything. Your interaction with other people is just because you have to. You don't enjoy it. You're not happy overall. So be able to do it, to do a job like swimming, if you're, you've got a passion for it and you love your job, you're more inclined to want to teach kids. And I think kids can pick up on that stuff. If you don't like it, then they're not going to like being instructed by you because they can pick up on that stuff. They've got that sixth sense. So whether you go in with a smile on your face and that sort of thing, they can still feel it. I think that's a real massive crucial part of it is to enjoy it and then also have a reason why you do it, which, what's your purpose, as you said. Yeah, kids are incredible these days. You know, they're so savvy from all aspects of their lives as well. Um, And at a pivotal point is about fun and enjoyment for the kids. As much as they want to be there for life skills and everything like that, they want to have fun. Yeah, and that's it. It's not following that black line anymore or just being yelled at and told what to do. It's more about incorporating that fun. And I know from when I started in my swimming I look back and I think, oh, man, if I'd only thought of that at the time, if I'd only done that, whereas my kids now are so much more engaged, whether it's because I see it as a parent, but, like, you know, my daughter's doing a lot more stuff involved in swimming than I would have ever thought to have done. And I think that's great that it's a generational thing and I think people are learning to develop with it. And as you get these younger or people starting on their job, and starting on their career, they're also being able to relate to it too. What do you think are the four important, most important qualities to have when you're teaching or you're coaching in swimming? Knowledge, 
But I think it's really important that, you know, the swim teacher or coach knows what they're doing, okay, and knows their purpose. And as I've spoken before about their own learning and their learning for other people as well. So knowledge would probably be the first one. Passion, I think they need to be passionate about what they're doing. And that's for the swimmers, for the peers and anyone in their vicinity as well. But um, having a love for what they do is, is really important. As we all want as well, fun. Everyone loves a little bit of fun and laughter and everything else that comes with it. But we all enjoy having a fun element to what we do. And probably my, my last one is being adaptable. It's probably no coincidence now that you never know what will happen as well. And being agile and being able to adapt, being able to respond to your swimmers and being able to respond to your peers and having fun little meetings every now and then as well, but also learning and still being really passionate about what you're doing. I think there are probably some important qualities in swim teaching and coaching. So being knowledgeable, having the passion, being fun and being adaptable. Yeah, I really like those. And I mean, as you said, we've discussed most of them, but being adaptable is a really good one because not all swimmers are the same. And I know I've in my journey, what works with one may not work with others, whether it's a learning style or whether it's just, you know, swimming all together and how you relate to it. I think that's really, really good. You've got to be able to adapt between the swimmers and whether it be between swimmers in one class or between swimmers in different classes or even how you relate to other staff as well. Not everyone relates in the same way. So being adaptable and learning how to get that same message out there in different ways is a great skill to have. So moving on, what do you think the future for swimming looks like? (laughs) I think that's a really hard question at the moment because it's definitely going to change with the current crisis that we have with COVID-19. I think swimming is going to look quite different and I think it's really good that, you know, some reports have said, you know, we're going to come back decades in the past in what we want. Um, And I think swimming will do that a little bit as well, because I think this focus on your competitive side and, you know, pushing through through the ranks and through your level system. But I think that what it will look like is that there'll be a lot more fun and enjoyment in the future as well. Not saying that we didn't have that in the past, but I think the lifelong swimming and that swimming journey that you have for a longer period of time is going to be more sustainable in the future. So whether you started swimming when you were a three-month-year-old up until, you know, late adulthood as well, there's always opportunity for that in the future as well. And I think that love of swimming and your enjoyment for that is going to look a lot different in the future yeah I like that and I I suppose I'd love to expand on that in regards to you someone I've been following a lot of would be Wayne Goldsmith and his teachings and he talks a lot about that because we've had a lot of drop-off with kids older kids not wanting to swim and how we can bring that back and a lot of it is bringing the fun back into it and developing that side of it I think that's really good but also these sort of talent pathways that we developed and we focused on, I think need to be adapted because 
you know, pushing kids like we have into different areas and different boxes so early, I suppose. For me, it feels like it hasn't really worked, especially out in the country, because yes, you can push them into those things, but out here we may not have such opportunities as in Metro to be able to then develop it further. So I think bringing it back and making it fun is a big thing to keep those kids in it from, yeah, three months old all the way through to adults and be able to achieve what they want out of the sport. Absolutely. I think those relationships and those experiences, they will allow you to do that as well as the individual and as, you know, a role model as a swim instructor or a swim coach, you know, you are that role model to uh, exhibit fun elements in your lessons um, or, or your sessions. But that, that change in the future, you know, is about those positive experiences that we have and what swimming does for us. Um, and how, I guess, now, how what we can do for swimming now as well. But I think there's going to be a bit of a, a change in the way that we think about swimming classes, um, swimming sessions, and some of the pathways that we have. Yeah, and I think as well, like, everyone has different ideas. And I know ones like Laurie Lawrence with him, his swim school, having parents in the water till the child's four. You know, whether that's something that, and I know Joanne loves spoken about in Europe where they have the swim teachers out of the water, even in the younger classes. So, you know, there's a, a ways of adapting it, maybe putting this, the parents in the water for a longer time. We can get the swim teacher out, you know, having smaller classes as people have been wanting. Yeah, there's ways of doing it. And like you said, it's definitely going to change. and It's how we adapt with that change. Yeah, so 100% agree. Uh, different programs and different things may suit different communities. And I think that's really important to see what your community is like and what you can offer them as well, because sometimes it doesn't all work really well for everyone. You need to look at also, you know, your pool facility, for example, that kind of determines how you can structure things a little bit as well. But uh, again, I think we need to look at how else that we can engage and, and teach these life skills as we do at our swim school to our kids and how that how they can be a little bit more independent I guess versus and how they can be resilient a little bit more in their swimming and their life so that's something that we as a swim school really work towards as well and I think it's really it's a great opportunity for us to to empower our kids to take those responsibilities. I really like that that's right it's it's another way of thinking of it because, yeah, you're teaching them, you are teaching them a life skill anyway from stopping them drowning. So to have that and then building in all the other essential life skills that kids these days probably aren't getting as much of, I think relating the two together and it then develops them, as you've been saying, as a human being and it supports them through other parts of their life as well. So that's a really good way of looking at it. I like that. So the last question I want to work with you here is, I know there's been a lot of talk in regards to promoting sports and the fact that sports these days may not be getting as much money or much sort of funding, and especially down in the lower levels. But we also need to be able to support ourselves as an industry. So your opinion, I'm interested in finding out what you think, how we can promote and develop industry without so much funding being provided? Very interesting question, I guess, Katrina. But I, I, my opinion, I would say, is that work with your industry partners at the moment. So 
where fortunes have lost over Victoria, ARV, so Aquatics Recreation Victoria as well. And they're, they're all industry organisations and they promote swimming and water safety. And they're great industry partners to be able to have a chat with as well and see what is available out there as well. So Lifeline Victoria at the moment have provided a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of PD opportunities in regards to school swimming, curriculum and resources out there. And that's all developed through them at the moment, but they've been readily shared amongst industry people as well. So that's probably my opinion that, you know, you, we seek, firstly, we seek those industry organisations and we started that conversation because you never know where it may lead to as well because you may be working on it, somebody down in regional may be working it, somebody in a really big organisation may be working on the same thing. However, as an industry, um, that could be all put together and shared across as well. And, and that's where then you won't need funding as well because we've got industry players working with it as well. Don't get me wrong, we still need the advocacy and we still need money to make programs run. However, I think if we work closer as a industry, we might be able to overcome some of those hurdles as well. Yeah, I really like that. The fact that you're looking into more of, yeah, working together. And I know when I go to industry conferences and things like that, it's people doing a lot of the same things as what you are. And it's how they may do it differently. I know when I went to the ASTA conference in Brisbane last year, up in North Queensland, as a girl won the award for having a an eight-week program for an outdoor rural facility there. And then I realised, oh, well, that's something I do here. And she had that funded through local government and also other organisations for it to become a free program, which was beneficial for everyone. They taught a lot more to it. And I think that's fantastic. You sort of can see what other people are doing and then you can adapt it. And that gave me ideas and and then other people would have picked up from that too. And, And like you said, there could be bigger facilities that have got more capacity to be able to trial programs and do things like that. Now, you might have that idea and you want to bring it into your swim school. If we can work together and we can combine our minds um, (laughs) and sort of develop it and use each other's expertise and not look at it as, oh, they're stealing my idea or I can't put that out there. Someone else might steal it and use it. Well, that's not a bad thing if it's going to benefit everyone. 100% agree that working together. And I think in this crisis, that's what's happened as well so who knows what might the future hold for us yeah that's perfect there could be anything out there it could be a whole new idea and way of swimming swim teaching could be totally different to what we're used to (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely well thank you eric um you've given us a lot of information a lot of food for thought it's been great to be able to delve into your mind and pick your brain a bit more find little things that little hidden gems that you've got so Thank you for joining us today and being able to spread your knowledge. And yeah, it's just, I think a lot of people have going to learn so much from it. No, it's a pleasure being with you today. Uh, hopefully being able to share and possibly inspire people about what they're going to do as well. So if anyone wants to get in contact with me, they, please feel free to do that. But yeah, it's been a pleasure um, having uh, the chat today. Perfect. Yes. And how can we contact you? What's the best way? Uh, probably my LinkedIn, actually. So LinkedIn, Eric Do, nice and simple, really. That's probably the best way to get in contact with me as well. Perfect. That's great. Well, thank you so much. It's been, yeah, amazing chatting and finding out a lot more about you. So thank you for that. 
No worries. Pleasure being here. So if you want to find out more about Eric Du and just jump onto his LinkedIn page and find out that information. Thank you for listening. If you want to be part of an interview, let me know at regionalswimclinics.com.au. I want to interview as many people as I can and to learn what we can from the industry. So thanks again for listening and we'll check you next time. See ya.